Abundant blessings. This is Wynell Freeman, and welcome to my podcast. It's morning all day long. It's never too late for a fresh start. It's morning all day long. It's morning all day long. It's never too late for a fresh start with Wynell Freeman. Let's talk. Today I want to talk about guarding our gates. Guarding our gates. The right of entry grants authority to influence. The progressive work of mind transformation requires the safeguarding of its entryways. These portals or gateways are movable barriers permitting passage. A means to access, they must be secured at all costs. In Bible times, the gates of a city was the place where legal business transactions were made, conversations were held, bargainings took place, and news was released. Considered the weakest point in the walls, the gates were targeted areas that would bear the brunt of enemy attack. For extra security, they were flanked by towers and walls with special care being given to increase wall strength or resistance. When Nehemiah was rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, he implemented an around-the-clock watch against his enemies. There were special guards for the gates. Understanding full well that even strong walls and double gates were of themselves not enough to ensure total protection, gatekeepers were employed for the purpose of surveillance. Night and day, they patrolled strategic points. This was of major importance to winning wars and keeping abreast of all the activities of the city. Upon the completion of the wall, he strategically stationed porters whose mission was to open and close the gates and guard it at all times. Nehemiah 4, 7 through 9 says, But it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, they then were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and fight against Jerusalem to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God and we set a watch against them day and night. The previous information is shared for the purpose of stressing the importance of gate guards. Those who do not understand the seriousness of portal monitoring will be overtaken by enemies appointed to breach their walls and plunder their goods. Let's look at some entry and exit points that demand that there be sentinel patrol for maximum security. Beloved, you have to guard your heart. The real issues of life are spiritual, proceeding from the inner man. 
The heart as the seat of a man's corrupt nature must be guarded because it is prone to wander, cannot be understood by human wisdom, and is in need of a round-the-clock watch because it is desperately sick. Only the Spirit of God can know and stabilize a man's heart. Once this has been fulfilled, it is then man's responsibility to release the word of God as the porter dispatched to mount guard over the completed work. Proverbs 4.23 tells us, above all else, guard, protect, maintain your heart, your inner man, your mind, your will, for it is the wellspring of life. Then, beloved, you've got to guard your eyes. The capturing of light and the projection of images sent to the brain for processing is the basic purpose of the eye. Biblically called the light of the body, a shield of protection must be raised for its safekeeping. Luke 11, 34 through 36 says, the lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body is also full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part of dark, the whole body will be full of light, as when the bright shining lamp of a light gives you light. David was so adamant about making sure that his eyes were guarded. He said, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. The deeds of faithless men I hate and they will not cling to me. We're told in Proverbs 4.25 in the book of wisdom, let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you. Now that takes portal guards. Job was so adamant about the protection of his eye gate that he made a covenant with his eyes, a contract between his eyes and his moral sense. With God as his judge, he was committed not to allow his conscience to be defiled or his God dishonored by gazing at the beauty of a woman who could well draw him away by the lust of the eye. Job 31 and 1, he said, I have made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a woman. David also vows to protect his eye gate by setting no iniquitous thing in his view. Psalm 101, 2 and 3, he says, I will be careful to live a blameless life. When will you come to help me, Lord? I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile or vulgar. Since spiritual wickedness thrives on unholy thoughts, the ongoing battle for the eye gate is raging. Seeding corruption in the heart through the eye is the unchanged method of the enemy of our souls. It is essentially important to quickly dismantle images that seek to take up residence in your thought life by refusing to allow them time to elicit an emotional reaction. As a guardian of the eye gate, watch what you watch. Images pondered determine what you will pursue. Now, beloved, we've got to guard our ears. The gathering of information from the outside world to be processed and interpreted is done by auditory receptors called ears. Data passed through these receivers will determine perceptions of reality, the formation of behaviors and modes of expressions. 
who or what we listen to determines who we will become. This explains the constant war raging in the spirit realm over the control of man's ear. We must be diligent in the protection of this valuable entryway. Impaired hearing will adversely affect our life performance. Made up of several canals, tubes, nerves, drums, and membranes, the human ear is a well-designed, delicate, and detailed sensory organ. Included in its makeup is an area called the vestibule or the vestibular or the entrance hall located in the inner ear. Let me give you a practical understanding of this. Growing up, we lived in a five-room apartment with a hallway between the front door that led outside and the door that led to our living quarters. Whenever the doorbell would ring and my father heard footsteps different than those he had become accustomed, he would inquire, who have you let into my vestibule? One day, out of curiosity, I said, Dad, why do you always want to know that? Why is that important? He responded, why now? It is important that I know because whoever you let in my vestibule has access to the rest of my house. Access to the entrance hall of one's life is gained through the ear gate, the vestibule, and granted permission yields control. The ear is also the equilibrium center of the body, the chamber where competing influences are stabilized. Since balanced is choreographed arrangement, what we hear determines the order of our steps and the timing of our movement. The stability of one's minds or feeling hinges on what we hear. Even faith comes by hearing. What you hear will determine who or what you trust. Be on the alert and guard your auditory corridor. Well, here's a good one. Let's guard our mouth. While the eyes and ears determine what goes into the mind, the mouth decides what comes out of it. Priestly kings would be wise to engage a mouth guard as a protective device to prevent and reduce injury. Guardianship of the mouth prevents calamities. Proverbs 13, 13 says, He who guards his lips guards his life, but he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. Proverbs 21, 23 he who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. David inquired of God to be the gatekeeper of his mouth. He said, Lord, in Psalm 141 and 3, set a watch over my mouth. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. Guard your gates. Then, believe it or not, we have to watch who we allow to have physical contact with us because the skin is an entryway. Every touch causes remembrance and a wrong touch can adversely affect the mind, the body, and the soul. The skin is made up of 18 square feet of skin. This is necessary, listen. 18 square feet of skin and weighs about eight pounds. For every two milliliters of skin, there are approximately five million nerve endings. Every square inch has 15 blood vessels and 72 feet of nerves. The nerves stimulated by a touch send a message to the spinal cord, which in turn sends a message to the brain. 
possessing its own external nervous system intimately associated with the central nervous system. A touch has the ability to send a message originating at the skin, but it ends at the soul. So now, if we're going to renew our minds, if we're going to walk in a fresh, new attitude, clearer understanding of who we are, deliverance from things that are past, we must go through a time of mind renewal. And it includes examining the soul for unhealed memories, imprinted frames of references, resulting from fingerprints that have been left behind. Remember, access consents to dominance. Carefully regulate what is allowed in or kept out of your gates. Do it at all costs. Defend, protect, and keep. Guard your gates. We'll talk again real soon. <laughs>